0: Welcome to Ennisbrook Church. We hope that this message from our senior leader, Brent Liebersyte, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure that you subscribe or visit our website at ennisbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Amen. You may be seated. Fantastic, great worship, Jamie. Thank you, team. Brilliant. Uh, Just a a reminder, we're just going to pray very quickly for Christchurch. They actually start a service this morning uh, in the uh, Fendleton Community Centre. I think we might have a photo, have we? Danielle, did you get my little wee photos that I Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, there we go. Uh, Welcome, welcome. There we go. That's a nice uh, welcome sign. You've probably seen those here as well. Uh, But we have them now in Christchurch and also in... Wellington and uh, in the in in the city as well, Nelson City, uh, which is now at the Tahuna Conference Centre for the next couple of weeks, uh, and so that's happening as well today. But uh, this is new. This is a new building for us in Fendleton in Christchurch. So I'm going to pray because it's a big day today. Graham's there speaking today, and uh, we're just really kicking off and starting, even after a big two-year journey for Alex and Carissa, who have been there for you know for two years now. Amazing. Uh, and uh, leading all up to this particular launch day today So it's a pretty, pretty special day for Andersbrook in and Christchurch So Father, I just pray Lord, right now in Jesus' name Just your anointing uh, Lord, let there be a stake put in the ground for Christchurch and Father, that there would be a knowing, Lord That you are there with them Lord, even to know that something of praise, of worship to you Is happening in this building Uh, Lord, uh, just this community centre here and I I just really pray you'd just fill it with your presence. That the manifest presence of God be evident in every place today. Every church, Lord God, every every group that's meeting today, Father, no matter what what denomination, no matter what, Lord God, every life-giving church, I pray today in this country and around the world, in Jesus' Name, to be filled with the fire of God and the power of God Let us not be found wanting. Let us not be in lack. Let us have a mindset today of the abundance of God that takes us beyond status quo and believes again. I just pray for those who are even in this building this morning who need to believe again in what God has set up to be His bride and who God has set up to be His bride. And that is the church. And I pray, Lord, that You would have Your hand on the church today not just here, but through this whole nation in Jesus' Name, that there would be many, many souls, many, many people saved today in this nation. And many people would give their hearts to You that they truly would know what it is to be able to say, You are my King, You are my Lord, You are my God. Father, come I pray in Jesus' name. It really says the presence and power of God in this place this morning. There is something of the heart of God for His church that goes beyond just doing your own thing on your own. God doesn't want you isolated. God doesn't want you out on just your own. You're not to be an island. God even said, the Bible says you're a fool. Who does that? But the power of community, the power of worship, the power of being together, it is not to be taken for granted. And so Father, today we submit our plans to You we submit our lives to You. We say, God, move powerfully today. God, let us be excited and with anticipation in regards to what You're about to do. Because God, we know You're real. We know You're alive. And we know that You wanna move today amongst us. So God, move, I pray in Jesus' Name. And everybody agreed with me by saying, Amen. Amen. Was, was that, did I, did I hear anything? Did I, I'm not sure I was a bit quiet from, there's a bit of a gap here. So I'll say it again. Are we in agreement? Amen. Amen, okay, cool. Thanks, just checking, just making sure. How you all doing? Good. All right. Uh, that was good. A great moment. And uh, great moments yet to come. Um, I'm gonna uh, put up my phone number. Oh, I me, mean, sorry. A number. And uh, I want you to be involved in this this morning, Okay. Because there is something about the written word of God, absolutely, uh, and I want to teach from the word of God, but there's also the revelation of God. And the revelation of God is backed up and confirmed by the written word of God, absolutely and absolutely totally, but you can be involved in this by, by uh, actually understanding what it is to be used by God to uh, know that God is showing something to you, revealing something to you, and, and you being able to share it. I'll share it. Because you're going to text me, uh, and uh, and I will read it out uh, later on in the service. So it's really just again body ministry. What, what I call body ministry. It's everybody. Th- there are prophets in this house that I don't know about. There are people here who hear from God, and uh, I better turn my phone on silent because uh, somebody's texting. And so there we go it 's on silent now, so text away, but if you kind of feel like you 've got a thought, even in the worship, you might have felt like you had something for the church or you might have had somebody, something for somebody. It might not be that you really know who the person is, so you can just send it anyway and, uh, and i 'll just put it out there, and whoever feels like that 's for me, and you want to love a word from God when you just know it 's for you it 's so cool isn 't it, and you feel like you 've got something from him, but don 't just be a taker, be a giver as well, you know like. Be a giver. God, do you want to speak through me rather than just to me? Because I reckon there's power in both. There is power in both. And by the way, it's better to give than to receive. So, you know, why not be open to, and maybe if you've never done it before, give it a go. Oh, but Brent, I haven't had my 40 hours of prayer and fasting this week. So how can I be so in tune with God? God can speak to anyone. God can speak through a donkey. I've read about it. And if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you. Any donkeys in the house? <laughs> there is another word for donkey, but we don't need to go there, do we? All right? Anyway. <clears throat> um So please feel free to do that. I think, I think it's just one of the greatest ways that we can actually uh, really release the power of God and the anointing of God. Uh, uh, and, and that for some, you know, for some of us, we get something really both the written word, are gonna get the written word this morning, but also the revelation of God's word uh, together is a very powerful thing. There's a crew here, That uh, where are you guys from? You guys in that row there. Where are you from? Oh, YWAMers. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Great to have you here. So where are you from on the end there? Where are you from? England. England, England. UK, you're from England as well? Yeah. Where are you from? Canada? Canada? Wow. California? Yeah, Canada? Australia? Austra- Aussie! Good Aussie, <laughs> eh? G'day, mate. Sorry? Colorado. Colorado, Colorado. wow. Wellington. Oh, <laughs> put your hands together for Wellington! That's awesome. That's awesome. Great, great having you here. Great having you here. Um, Where's the California guy? Which one is the California? You're the California guy. I just really kind of felt like uh, I hope you don't mind, but um, what's your name? Caden, Caden, Caden. I just really felt like there's a there there is. I mean, there's a ministry call on all of you, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. The the first the the first thing you got to know is you you are called. um, There's a ministry call on your life. In fact, I see you. I see you pastoring you're going to be a pastor there are, you're not already right not yet it's coming i don't know if this is going to freak you out or not but god's going to call you back to california absolutely you're going to be a pastor in a great church in fact you'll take over from somebody who uh is i'm going to say is close to you. i'm i'm not sure what that's all about but anyway there is something about something that you already know that uh yeah, it's interesting. You're going, to have a, you're going to have a very large ministry in your life. There is something on your life that is unique. Don't ever short sell yourself. Don't ever think you're not going to be able to do it. In fact, it's my message this morning about uh, an inability that we have and yet it's not about our inability, it's actually about what God can do and about God's ability. And if you remember that, if you remember that, you will do great things for God. Uh, you two from the UK. or oh, is it just two from the UK or is there others from the UK? No, that was it, eh? Just the two of you? Um, you two from the UK. There is a... Uh, I think that... V- And, you know, again, I just get these thoughts. I I kind of think they're God thoughts, but they might not be. It might just be pie in the sky kind of, you know, stuff. I might have not eaten enough this morning because I don't eat too much on a Sunday morning. And so it could be just that, you know. Some people eat too much pizza and they go a bit crazy, but I just haven't, no, I haven't had pizza. In fact, I haven't had pizza for about eight months now, people. Anyway, (laughs) what's that got to do with it? Uh, So from the UK, so I just kind of felt like for you guys that there is a, um, you're going to, there's a bond uh, that you're going to find even uh, together uh, that, because you're connected through being from the same country, absolutely, uh, but that there's going to be a bond that's going to be a a long lasting bond and a friendship that actually takes you uh, into places that uh, you would never have dreamed of. Uh, that even in the um, in that knowing of a, a uh, you know a, a friendship, that there is going to be a um, like a like a connectedness of ministry that takes you into nations, uh, and and you'll be a powerful force. There's a powerful force uh, in that, and I just want to encourage you that. Um, that, and, and you know, again, I'm just trying to get my words out. What I see versus what I'm trying to say to you is that uh, the, the mission aspect of your life will be the priority. Will be the priority. There'll be things that happen around you. You know, the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God, and everything that you need will be added to you. The kingdom of God for you is going to be the mission. The purpose of God through mission. You're on YWAM, so it's got to be about mission, right? Uh, But it's interesting that this gentleman here from California is going to go back to California. But for you guys, it's going to be a bit of a different story. But the UK will possibly be your base. But out of from the UK, you will go into all nations. And, uh, you know, the disciples went out two by two. (laughs) (laughs) Animals went into the ark. Two by two. Anyway, what's that going to do with it? I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's, let's move. Let's move on. Oh, good stuff. Is that okay, guys? All right? Yeah? All right. Good. Cool. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. This is a three. I'm on to the third. Oh, by the way, how many visitors do we have here this morning? How many people are actually here for the first time? I don't normally do this. I don't normally point people out, but there just seems to be a large number of you this morning. Awesome! Awesome! Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Awesome! So many new people. I've been doing a series, guys. For those of you who knew, on the abundance of God, and it's been pretty amazing. And uh, last week I did on ten things why the devil doesn't want you to prosper, uh, and uh, and then ten things, ten reasons why the why God wants you to prosper. And you might go, Oh, Brent's a prosperity t- preacher. Um, I, I believe in the Word of God. That's what I believe in. And I believe that the Word of God is relevant for us today, not irrelevant. And I do believe that whether you prosper or not is tied very much to the fact of how much you believe in God's Word for your life. Uh, And so I wanna kind of reach in a little bit more and talk about that because I do believe there are a lot of Christians around who uh, don't really believe what God has for them. And one of the greatest issues with that is that is because of our mindset. Romans chapter 12, verse one, or verse two, sorry. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? By the what? The renewing of your mind, renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. And I'm so surprised by this idea that everybody wants to know the will of God, but they're not willing. That's that's a play on the will, isn't it? They're not willing to have their mind renewed. They are stuck, and they have settled for status quo, and they're still wondering what the will of God is for their life, because they've never really got unstuck in their world to a place of actual understanding that Jesus came to give life, life in all its fullness. In other other versions say an abundant life. That's what Jesus has come for. Are you living as a Christian an abundant life? Is that really what you have stepped into? Have you stepped into it? Are you stepping into it? Or is there something that has got a hold of you where you have got stuck? Failures from the past. Been there, done that, tried that, didn't work for me, moving on. There have been times in your past that now have sabotaged your present and your future. And I think it's time for us to really think about what it is that has got us stuck so that we can then get unstuck and move on. And I wanna talk about the mindset of scarcity. There's a mindset out there that's not of the kingdom mindset, it's a, it's a scarcity mindset. Do not, be, but do not conform to the pattern of this world. And I I believe 2024, the reason why I'm preaching it uh, over the last few weeks is because 2024 is a new year and 2024, I believe, is an addressing of your mind. You've got to address your mind. Even though your heart is right before God, your mind is still yet to catch up. And the mindset that we need is not a scarcity mindset, but a kingdom mindset and it's completely different. Anything thought, thought in your mind that is not of the kingdom is from this world. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And a, a there's a worldly way of thinking that we have attached to our Christianity that is absolutely inaccurate and it's wrong. And it shows up in fear and in anxiety and in worry and in poverty and in lack and in want and it's the world's way. And it will take you, the fear and the anxiety and the worry will take you away from the abundant life that God has for you, that God has for you. The kingdom of God is about dominion. The kingdom of God is about going forth and the kingdom of God is about multiplication. What's going on in your world that's bringing that multiplication and that going forth? What's going on in your world that's about increase? What's going on in your world that you are building something greater than rather than settling for something lesser than? What's going on? What's happening? Oh, that you would prosper in all things, word of God says. That you would be an overflow, that there would be an abundance, there'd be fruitfulness, there would be peace. There'd be an overflow of peace, an overflow of joy, an overflow of love. It's all yours if you want it. We all need it. It's all yours. A mindset of scarcity. Let me just read to you what that kind of feels like. A mindset of scarcity is when you think something is not plentiful. When there is not a sufficient amount to meet the demand. When something is hard to get, whether it be food or resources, time or money, and it really inhibits us from walking an abundant life. Here's a great example. Somebody wrongs you. Well, we'll forgive you once, you do it again, I'll never forgive you. That's a mindset of scarcity because you think that's all you've got. You ain't got any more. The disciples said to Jesus, you know, like, we got a bit of a mindset, scarcity mindset, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, so Jesus, you know, how many times should we forgive? What did he say? He said to 70 times seven. That's 490 times. Wow, that's pretty amazing. But, the, but what Jesus was saying is there's no room for unforgiveness in your life. That's a scarcity mindset. That's a scarcity mindset. There is a, an ability within you to be able to get before God and to get before others and to be able to forgive them and to be able to forgive God. Too many of us we we, we carry a, a scarcity mindset. We never get a breakthrough because we're actually angry towards God. We're unforgiving towards Him, and it's not the way we're meant to live as Christians. I, I, and I love that thought that you know the, the greatest thing about uh, about knowing God is that He's already paid the price for us. He's given us a freedom of life, and He wants us to, to live in abundance. The, the, There's nothing greater than that. So why do we choose to be angry towards him? When he's already done that for us, we should be eternally grateful. But too many of us, oh, you know, that didn't happen and that didn't work for me. And, 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 you know, so I'm angry with God because God never never let it happen or never worked for me. And we get angry with him and we live at a level lesser than. And that's a scarcity mindset. And so, therefore, I'm going to hold this grace to myself, and I'm going to hold this—I'm this, this, going to hold forgiveness to myself because I know I need to forgive, but I don't want to forgive because if I forgive, then I'll have nothing to hold on to. Oh, that's interesting. Mindset of scarcity will say I need to hold on to this because I don't have enough to give out to anybody else. Mm. Deep in thought, everybody. I have a scarcity of grace, so I need to give it out very carefully. We look at our financial, let's talk about financial situation. We look at our financial situation, we say, I've got to be careful how I use this, because I have a limited supply of what I have available. And absolutely, we need to be good stewards of what God has given us. True. Uh, But if it comes out of scarcity, we're gonna hold it to ourselves, people. The mindset of scarcity stops us from walking into that abundance. Jesus said, I have come so you might have life, life in all its fullness. A mindset of scarcity inhibits us from doing that. And our society teaches us that life is a pie. I said this last week. Life is a pie, and there is only a certain amount of slices in that pie, and once it's gone, it's gone. But the Bible teaches us that life is a cup that overflows and overflows and overflows. That life, that, 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 there's, there's a river of life that flows from the throne of God and the, that river holds in itself healing for the nations. Healing for the nations. So you receive this w- river of life of overflow that is now flowing through you. If it doesn't flow through you, you are just a swamp. You are a marshland and you're just keeping it to yourself. But God says, no, I want you to be like a river. I want you to drink from the river of life. And as you drink from the river of life, you bring healing to the nations. That's God's abundant plan for you. That you go beyond yourself to think about others and to bring the life of God to others. If it's a mindset of scarcity, we actually create a world where scarcity becomes a reality. And where the world goes hungry because we don't think there's enough food to go around, so we have to hoard what we have. People don't get loved because I only have a certain amount of love. Ministries struggle because so many people just don't think they have enough time. And we create the kind of a world because, well, that kind of a world because we just don't have Enough. So we now venture into the story of the five loaves and the two whales. (laughs) It must've been whales, right? When you think about this story. Five loaves and two fish. And it's a lesson that Jesus needed to teach His disciples, and it's very interesting how it all eventuates. It eventuates from a group of guys, the disciples, hanging around with Jesus, and they are telling him all the stories of what's been happening in their life, all the ministry that's been going on for them. They come back to Jesus and they're just telling wonderful stories of miracles and, and things that have taken place. But now, now they're tired, they're weary, Weary of doing all this hard work for him and weary of doing this kind of kingdom life. They've been serving, they've been act, you know, there's been a lot of action, there's been a lot of goings on and now they've come to Jesus for a bit of a break. We need a break. And it's, uh, you'll find it there in Mark chapter six and verse 30. Verse 30, it starts off by saying, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught, and you'll find that in this and through this, you'll find that, you know, they kind of like got tired. They got themselves a bit tired. But because so many people were coming and going, verse 31, they did not even have a chance to eat. And he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. They needed rest. And Jesus was up with that. So verse 32, they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. And when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Verse 35, by this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. This is the disciples, instructing Jesus on what he should do. Because we are tired, we are hungry, we don't have enough, we don't have any resource, we don't have any money, uh, but he answered them. He said, no, you give them something to eat. Well, wow, what a challenge. And they said to him, well, that would be more than half a year's wages. Well, that was a quick tally. We Weren't too tired for that. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have, Jesus asked. Go and see. And when they found out, they said, we've got five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. They all ate and they were all satisfied. Not just the 12 disciples. We're talking about every single man, woman and child that was in that space at that time, all ate and were satisfied. Well, Boy, is that a, 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 a story of abundance. They all ate. Oh, it doesn't stop there though. What about this scripture? And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. And the number of men who had eaten was 5,000. So they could have been about 15,000 say on average. 15,000 people are fed by two fish and five loaves of bread. You, you think about what you're carrying right now in your life. You think about the lack that you may have and don't think too hard on that because we're not talking about having a mindset of scarcity. This morning we're talking about busting that, but you think about the lack that's in your life. But now think about when it's attached to God, what that can do. When it's attached to Him, what that can do. God, the God of impossibilities making all things possible. God, He is the one who strengthens you. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. You can do all things through Christ. Imagine if you said that every morning. Instead of worrying about what's going on, what about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Imagine the change, imagine the miracle, imagine what God could do through you if you were able to pick up on this renewing of the mind and set yourself on the Word of God and not on your circumstance and your situation and your lack and your... This is a great message for why women say. Bible college. I went to Bible college. I went to Faith Bible College in 1987. Wow, 1987. And uh, I remember going when we Viv and I we uh, uh, went into our room. They they have these little rooms uh, there. I, I don't know. They might still be there. I don't know. But uh, and uh, on the bed was a verse, and on the uh, on the. The card, this card was a verse written out and it was Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do far more than you can ever think of, dream of, pray, or even imagine because of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. And uh, it was it's always been, it's been the key scripture for us right through our ministry years. It's been amazing. And we've seen God do some amazing things. But boy, I've had to get my head around it. I've had to get my head around it. And the reason why I've had to get my head around it is because it doesn't just happen. I've had to believe I've actually had to have faith. I've actually had to do something in aligning my mind to the Word of God to actually see the reality of God and the abundance of God, in the abundance of God. I've had to get my mind around that because you can have an abundance of God going on in your life and yet with a mindset of scarcity, you're still complaining. (laughs) You're still grizzling because you haven't got your mind sorted. And so all this abundance that's going on around your life, it feels like it's happening around you, but it's not really happening in you because there's a disconnect between what's actually really going on. You know, for many of you here, you're saved. For many of you here, you have eternal life. For many of you here, you have every reason to praise him. You have every reason to worship him. But even for Jamie Dave to, to say, "Hey guys, it's a bit quiet this morning," we should be the most excited people on the planet. That we, we we should we, you know we we shouldn't be just keeping it in. It's it's like we, we can't just bottle this up. We're excited about what God's doing in our life. It's the abundant. It's the abundant mindset. Okay, so here's Jesus in his. Tiredness, the disciples are tired. They're looking ahead at what's about to happen. Hunger, of course, the, the hungry. Hunger means food and we don't have enough. So here's what happens. Here's what happens. The disciples begin to divorce themselves from the problems. They divorce themselves from the problems. How? Send them away. Wow. We just don't have enough. A mindset of scarcity removes ourselves from other people's problems and other people's issues and other people's pains. It's not my problem. I've got enough things to, to do or enough things to worry about. It's not my problem. And that's what we will do when we have a mindset of scarcity. We, we, we lose the empathy of others. And a mindset of scarcity creates competition. Well, that's six months years, six months worth of wages. I wonder if that was was Judas around then? Yeah, well, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I wonder if that was Judas, because he was kind of like the accountant, right? He was the, the money kind of uh, the money guy for Jesus. A mindset of scarcity creates competition. A mindset of scarcity will isolate you. It isolates us, let them go and take care of themselves, everybody to themselves, everybody on their own, let them go and sort it themselves. And the mindset of scarcity removes us from the very opportunity that God wants to bring to us. I'll say that again. A mindset of scarcity removes us from the very opportunity that God was bringing to us. The disciples saw the need, but they didn't see the opportunity and the need became a threat to them. And we often see the need, but we don't realise that right there is an opportunity because we have the mindset that we simply just do not have enough. But you are a gift to the world. But you are going to have to have God's mindset of abundance if you're going to give that gift away. What is it that you think is scarce in your life? They said it was resource, right? It was food and it was money. But they also were claiming, laying claim to the fact that there's nothing they could do about it because they were incapable. So they made themselves incapable. We can't do this. We we, we don't have the, the qualifications. We don't have the IQ. We don't have the ability. And this is the danger many of us Steep into. And they looked at their incapabilities, capabilities and that's exactly what a mindset of scarcity will do, but a mindset of abundance looks at what God can do. I'll say that again. They looked at their in incap- capabilities and that's exactly what a mindset of scarcity will do, but a mindset of abundance looks at what God can do. What can God do with the little that you have to give? The supernatural work of God's Holy Spirit activated in someone else's need because you believed that God is God who can do it. And i tell you what it does, it takes all the glory to Him and not to yourself because you are incapable, because you don't have the ability. That's where God wants you. I believe that what God has called me to over the last 40 years of ministry has all been steeped in incapability that in my own strength, this would have been impossible. In, the, in my own power, this would have not, this would have been uh, something that maybe I would have dreamed of, but never seen a reality of. But God takes the inability and the incapability, and when glory is given to Him, then the miracle can happen with that. All it was was two fish and five loaves of bread, that's all I've got, God. Yeah, well, bring it on. Bring it on. Man, I just got a little jar of oil. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> oil. <laughs> I just got a little jar of oil. That's all I've got. Well, go and get all the jars that you can find. What? What's that going to do? Just got a little thing of oil here, and you want me to get some more jars? And they went round and they went around all the neighborhood. You know, for those of you who know this story, it's a great story. As a, and uh, it's a biblical story of this widow who was uh, badly in debt, massive mortgage, and they were going to take her kids away as slaves, as payment for the house. It's good the banks don't do that. Well, do they do? No, they don't do that today, do they? <laughs> but that's how desperate it was. And Elijah or Elisha, I can't remember which one, says, go and get. Go and get all the jars that you can, all the empty jars that you can find. And she started to fill the, the, the jars with oil. How did that happen? How did that happen? I, I'll tell you how it happened. It happened through one little part of actually giving of something that she had. Now, what is it that God's given you? What is it that God has placed on your life that you feel is insignificant. It has no no uh, no meaning. It, it There is, you know, he, she said, I have nothing. Because he, he, Elijah asked her, what do you have? I have nothing except a little bit of oil. That's all I got. I have nothing. I got just five loaves of bread and two fish. That's all I got. I got nothing. I got five little stones in a sling. That's all I got. Uh, uh, God says to Moses, What's in your hand? Or a stick. Yeah, that's going to be enough to get get the Israelites out of Egypt. Now, hang on a minute, God. I need a bomb. (laughs) I mean, I I need something nuclear. God says, No, what's in your hand? It's enough. It's enough. But our mindset of scarcity will keep us looking at the stick and not at the power of God and the work of God. If God said it's enough, if God's created you the way He has with what He's given you, with with what you have, and even though it may be small, man, connect it to God. Work it with God and watch God do the miraculous. And the whole reason for your incapability is so that you would look to God and say, thank you, God. So that you'd look to when you're singing songs of praise and songs of worship, we're not having to tell you to mean it, we're not having to tell you to, to you know, really, really kind of like come on, everybody, let's get enthusiastic about what we're singing about because these are the words of life, this is truth. Uh, absolutely agree, agree, agree. No, it should be coming from within us, not from outside. You shouldn't be told how to worship, you should want to worship. There's a lot of shoulds in the want. But why not the reason why i worship is because i'm frail and i fail and i let god down but when i come into moments like this i'm applying my mind to the word of god and there's something that rises up within me that goes beyond just me these are the words of god these are god's words and i'm claiming them for myself and I'm declaring them over my life and over my family and over the church, because this is who we are, really, this is who we are. What you see here is not a fake representation of a person's life. What you see here is actual reality. God is real and we are real and we're doing a real journey with God and it's the most exciting journey you could ever take. And for anybody here who has not yet stepped into that arena, stepped into that place and living a life that is absolutely of scarcity, of lack, of poverty, of, of poor living and poor choices, when you connect with something and someone who's bigger than you, you are connecting to, your crea- to, to, I believe, your Creator. When you connect to your Creator, your Creator knows more about you than you know about yourself. And when you connect with Him, miracles begin to happen. Your mindset begins to change because you're willing. Look, you can be, you can be a, a new person in the faith or you can be an old person in the faith. I'm not talking about age, I'm just talking about faith. And yet you can still struggle in your life because of your mindset. So right here, right now is a moment. I'm gonna give a moment, a moment to to see a change. a Moment to understand that I've got two fish and I've got five loaves of bread, that's all I've got. And I've got a world to reach. But that five loaves and two fish is all that I need to see a world reached for Jesus. Man, it's so powerful to know that. I haven't got all the money haven't probably got all the time, but I just love the, I, I love knowing that I am connected to a God who is abundant and a God who can do and make things possible. When you connect with Him, every aspect of your life that is impossible, every broken part of you, every bit of unforgiveness and bitterness that you've never been able to let go of, every bit of chaos, every bit of disorder, God begins to bring change in your life because you're connected with Him. So Father, I pray in Jesus. Come on, we're gonna pray right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, You'd speak. As You've been speaking through Your written Word, I pray for a revelation to come right now, even upon every single person here this morning, no matter where they're at but particularly those who are struggling, particularly those who know that they have a mindset, a scarcity mindset, particularly those who feel like they are far away from God. God, reveal yourself in Jesus' Name. Let there be a manifest manifest presence of God in this place that shows them just that gentle nudge, that little tap on the shoulder. A little walking past, and you just sense Jesus just walking past you and just looking at you with eyes of love, with a heart of love. And as you reach out to Him, He says, look, if you'll reach out to me, I'll reach out to you. If you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And there's something that you've got to, you've got to do at some stage in your life. Is to actually say, okay, God, I give you everything. I'm, you are my Lord, you're my King. I want you to be that. Because I know that what I'm doing, it's just not good enough. It's keeping me down. It's keeping me imprisoned. It's keeping me bound. It's keeping me sick. I need your healing and I need your miracles. I need your hope and I need your purpose and I need the promises of God for my life. So God, I reach out to you and I say, God, give you everything, give you everything. There might be some people here this morning who've never really given Him everything. You've never really handed everything over. But you know today, it's all about Him. You know today that you've got to do it. You, you know that you've got to surrender. There is. I, I woke up with this word repentance this morning and it's like, it's, it's, it's an old word, but it just simply means to stop walking away that you kind of feel like it's just your way and actually start to walk God's way. To walk God's way. So for every person here, eyes closed, heads bowed, I'm just gonna ask you, do you know God's way? And if you don't, do you wanna do something about it this morning? Well, Brent, what do I do? Repent, turn turn from your ways and turn towards God's way. That's what repentance means. Hand over your life to Him, give Him your life, give Him everything and watch 2024 become something more than it's ever been, more than it's ever been. Let it become something that really there's a depth of love and joy and peace that you can walk in and a knowing of an abundance of God on your life, even in your own inabilities. And you might even be feeling like this morning you're giving God not much, but God's saying that's enough. It's everything you've got, but it's enough. It's enough. I'm gonna ask you this morning, is that you? Is that where you're at? And what do you wanna do about it? want to make a decision today that will change your life forever? Make a decision today that takes you from a dark place to a place of light, uh, from a place of death to a place of life. Uh, What do you want to do about that? So you're you're crossing a bridge. You're crossing a great divide. You're coming back to God. You're coming back to Him. God, I need you in my life. So if that's you this morning, I'm just going to simply ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'll acknowledge you've raised your hand and I'm going to pray for you. So every eye closed, every head bowed. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You're making a decision for Christ this morning. I'll count backwards, I think. Yeah. Can I count back? Yeah, I can think I can. Yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Every hand raised right now. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Every hand raised. Just raise it high so I can see. I don't want to miss anyone out. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you over here as well. Fantastic. Anybody else? bring would you pray for me? Anybody else? God bless you. Powerful. Amazing. God bless you over here. Father, I pray for these ones that have responded. Pray for these ones who have raised their hands just as an A a moment of decision-making in their life. God, that You would arrest their attention, that You would take them from where they are at and take them to where they need to be in Jesus' Name. I pray, Lord God, that that word repentance would be so evident in their world that they would turn and turn towards You, turn away from the world and turn towards Your Kingdom. And Lord God, that You would give them uh, a, 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 an, a, 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 your Holy Spirit, it's the Word God says, he, gives, he takes out of us our heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh. He says, I'll put a new spirit in you. I pray for that new spirit to be so evident in these one's lives that are responding to you today in Jesus' Name. We thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Help them on their journey, Father. Let this be the beginning of something wonderful, something new. Let 2024 be way different to the previous years of their life because they have connected with you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. Why don't you put your hands together for those who have responded. That's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. All right, I, to, I just wanna pray for those of you who feel like you've got a, a scarcity mindset and you just wanna break it off today. Like, I just, I just gotta deal with it today. Yeah, it's a journey, absolutely, but it's also, there might be something around your mind that's holding you back from really receiving that abundant life that God brings. So if that's you this morning, I'm gonna pray a prayer and you can just agree with me in prayer and something new starts today for you and for your mind. My mind is being renewed. I'm gonna be transformed because my mind is about to be renewed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bind every work of the devil that's held you back and held you down. The devil hates you. He hates God and he hates you. And he wants to see you in lack and in poverty and i break that thinking around your mind. In the name of Jesus, we bind the works of the enemy who's told you, lied to you, stolen from you, cheated you. In the name of Jesus, we bind your works, devil. We say you have no part in these one's lives anymore. In Jesus' name, we put a stake in the ground today, a stake of abundance and a stake of life and a stake of purpose and a stake of promise. In Jesus' name, that every single thing that's from the kingdom of God would be evident for us today that we would open doors. Lord, You would open doors that we can walk through that help us to understand that this is a new way, walk in it, that You would be confident, that You would be courageous, that You would be bold in the Name of Jesus to be able to grasp the prosperity of God the success of God, the wellness of what God has for you in Jesus' Name, in every way. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Let's give God some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, here's a... So I'm just gonna read out some of the words. Is that all right? Great way to kind of finish. Uh, here's a word for somebody. It's okay to move on. You are worthy of this. I mean, it might seem so simple, these words, but there is something for somebody right here, right now who needs to hear this. And it's the revelation Word of God for you, backed up by the Word of God, written Word of God. But the Word of God for you is, it's okay to move on. You are worthy of this. Amen. Awesome. Here's a word for James. James Cooper. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They oh, James Cooper, sorry. I need to make sure I'm clear on who. Because there could be many Jameses in the room. James Cooper. There's no middle name here, so I, but I am assuming it's you, James. Right here in the front. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Keep trusting in God no matter what, because He is going to give you a new strength that will be required for the next season of your life and ministry. I don't know what the next season will look like, but I get the word, B-I-G. Awesome. A word for Paris. Is Paris here? She had with the kids though, eh? Um, I assume Paris Heslop uh, Okay, I'll share that with, with her later That's fine, thanks Okay, uh, hi Brent I don't, or hey Brent I don't know if uh, If this is for one person or multiple people But this morning I strongly felt That there was going to be people coming today That are searching for something And their life feels sort of empty I wanted to encourage them with Matthew chapter 7 Verse 7 in the AMP sounds like an insurance company, uh, it's the amplified version of the Bible, AMP ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you seek and keep on seeking and you will find, knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you, seek the Lord and He will show Himself to you, absolutely brilliant, so someone within the worship team uh There have been family problems uh, where you may have lost a sister in some way. Uh, You can be angry at God. He understands. Stop going through the actions. Believe in what you worship because He sees you through your struggle. Okay, there we go. I'm reading them. It's good. Jordan and Keegan, you are about to enter into a new season in your life. Not just with normal life stuff, but also God is calling you up into the calling. Where is Jordan? Oh, Jordan, you're here. There we go. Uh, not just with normal life stuff, but also God is calling you up into the calling that he has created you for, which is to operate out of the love, power, anointing and peace of Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. That's awesome. Oh, sorry, here we go. Um... Uh, okay, some people hearing this message thinking that's fine for others, but don't ever think it's for them. I feel that God is saying it's for all of us. Test me and see what I can do. Step out and try something and see what God will do. Awesome, that's a great encouragement. Uh, here's another uh, word. Prioritise, pursue and prosper. Prioritise, pursue and and prosper. 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse five. Someone's just put a three pointer to my message this morning. Isn't that great? Uh, This is for Josh and Josiah. Okay, there's Josh and Josiah. Josh and Josiah here. Is there a Josh and a Josiah? Is there a, I I don't even know. Who are these guys? Josh and Josiah. All right. Um, Oh, Josh and Josiah. Just names? This is yours, Anna. Hey. What's that? They might not be in the room. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I, I feel God is saying the word go to you both. I don't know the details, but I get the feeling maybe you do. Anna is very accurate in her words. And so uh, there's a Josh and a Josiah here. We need to hear that. Right. A word for Anna's Brook: Abundance, abundance, abundance in loud letters. Brook. that was, you know, capitals. When it's loud, it's capitals, right? It's like the amplified, you know, the, anyway, listen. Abundance, abundance, abundance. Brook, get ready, get expectant, get prepared. That's in big letters as well. Get prepared for I want to birth new things in you and through you. New ministries. New churches, new nations. I get a little bit emotional about it because flipping hard work. Um, And what's happening in Christchurch today really is, you know, it's a fruit of many years of working through different dynamics and still believing that God wants churches to, you know, like He still wants us planting churches. It's a pretty amazing thing to think that that's what we are called to do. There's not many churches who who are doing that these days. And, uh, and it's awesome to see that we are, but God's got more even than He wants us to do. And new nations, new ministries, new churches, new nations. This will be far beyond your abilities. Absolutely, I agree. So that my name will be glorified through us. Awesome, powerful, bring it on. Uh, There is someone that is stuck doing what they've always done because it's easy and God wants them to start doing what God has planned for them to do because of what Jesus has done for them on the cross. Awesome. Uh, I, I see a picture of many doors, all sizes which could feel confusing, but the right door will become huge and obvious. God will show you the right door to open and He will walk with you through it and clarity will come to your world. Trust Him. He sees you and He has got you and will help you open the door. The steps will come and the how-to will, how will come. Awesome. Taking a risk is no risk at all in God. So risk it all. Go. For the Waiwamas, I saw a spinning top spinning over a world map. The map was dark. As the spinning top touched every continent, the countries lit up with light. You are going to light up the world wherever God takes you. You light up my life. How awesome, how powerful. Isn't that great? Come on, for those, I, I think we should put our hands together for those who are courageous enough to hear the revelation Word of God. Take a hold of it. If you know, you kind of feel like, wow, that was for me. Then take a hold of it and let it become real in your life. That everything that happened, that has been spoken of today and happened today, Let it become a reality for you in Jesus' name. God bless everybody. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at annasbrook.co.nz or visit our website.